pescado with some shrimp tacos. My little zipper, hood rat, so she just get the nachos. But I'm a hot trap, nigga, bitch, I'm love that song right i just really do so i had to make sure that like i started episode with something that just you know sets the tone like we was back here taking a you know quick little shot a little drink drink little sippy sip a little sippy sip to set the tone for episode seven of mama's closet if you was like "Woo, what did i just walk into you walked into mama's closet you walked into the right room i am your host mia bird and i am joined by my wonderful wonderful co-host and partner in crime Ishmael, say hello. What up, what up? What's going on? If you're wondering what you walked into, let me just give you another quick synopsis. You walked into a sex positive, sex revolutionary, sex pleasure advocate, especially when it comes to the black folks in the black community space. The one thing about this space is that we center black women. We talk about how it's so important for us to share our stories and the messy, beautiful truth because I do believe in order to keep the black experience going and growing, we must share our truths. Mm-hmm. And right. so you came to the right spot if you support Hold'em, if you support orgasms, if you support, you know, all the good stuff that they don't tell you about, you came to the right place. <laughs> You're so important. So important, bro. <laughs> so I'm just gonna actually write a like an actual paragraph that I just stick to. I one day. Like some, I, I really am because like I. But also I want y'all to understand that this is, it's a flexible space. Meaning like there's so many new concepts and new ideas. Anything can happen. Anything can get changed. Um, and I'm just down. I'm down to learn. And so I want everybody else to be in a space where they're just down to learn, down to share. Like that's really what this space is about. Because sharing is caring. It is. It's true. It's true. And so I know it's been a while since we've... Well, it feels like it's been a while. It actually feels like it's been a while since we posted um, an episode has in the... How long has it been? I mean, it's been at least, what, two and a half weeks? I, since episode yeah. six, Queen of the Six, and October honest... October 26th. Yeah, so we... Yeah... It's yeah, been about yeah, yeah. We yeah. Had a little bit of time in between. We had a little in time in between the episodes, but honestly, you guys, if you are just hearing this episode, like I'm welcome, obviously, yep. but like I almost want you to stop right now and go back. If you don't go back to any episode, go back to episode six because episode six was that bitch, literally. It yeah. was the best, yeah. one of the best episodes that I posted and it starred my mom. She's a queen of the six because of her lovely birthday. It's nothing but sixes and I think that's just so funny. And she was just... Shout out to the queen. Man. Yeah, she's just the queen of the six and she's also just... She's the reason why this podcast exists. You know what I mean? Like, I really, really yeah. think it's revolutionary and important when people... When black girls and boys grow up in a sex positive space and i had that and i just think if i can share any tips or tricks then i definitely want to do it because i do think when you are honored to get that space you just i don't know i just think it's important that's really the point of it and also you guys are going to hear sirens occasionally and in the past it used to really really bother me like but really bother her 
I'm just gonna get over it because we live by a hospital on the highway. So like it it be what it be. You know what I mean? We live by multiple hospitals and we're in a, and we're in a city. Like so yeah, y'all can get some city sounds. So just push through. Just push through. Yeah, and we're right next to the highway, bro. So like we're literally really much, right next like really we're by we all of it. Like this. so it be what it be. Eventually when I get money or some you know, some sponsorships, yeah. maybe I can afford a soundproof room. <coughs> Sponsorships. You know, sponsorships. <laughs> you want to reach out. If you just want to holla, okay, holla. Oh my god. <laughs> all right, bro. all right. But all we right. are so happy to be back. We are so happy to be here. This episode is honestly like a. I'm gonna call. I keep calling like a check-in episode because we have some other episodes brewing that I just cannot wait to get to. Like honestly, I have some amazing guests signed that are lined up. Like we've had great people. And I just like excited to keep sharing people from the village and one of the people from the village, I'm definitely going to talk about like black female mortality rate and birthing and pregnancy because I just think that's an important topic Very. and I have an actual expert getting ready to come through and I just cannot wait, wait to future. I have some amazing entrepreneurial women who I'm going to be talking to and interviewing because I respect the hell out of what they're doing in their crafts. And it's just, it's just gonna be some good stuff. And we have a special, like, I'm gonna call it a crossover episode. I don't care. It's, or it's gonna be a crossover thing where we talk about, with, okay, like, if you don't know, I'm just gonna, I'm just getting ready to plug it because I just think it's so important and it's dope. Like, I would, I don't care if it was my co host or not. I just think the actual mm-hmm. Ishmael's company is dope. You know what I mean? Like, it's really dope. So if you aren't tuned in or not tuned out, whatever. Just pull up whatever social media app you use and look up Smoking Barrels. Plug the actual handle. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, because um, like the thing that I love about Smoking Barrels <laughs> is it's everything. Like, uh, yeah, you can follow us at uh, SB underscore Lounge on Instagram. Uh, yeah, we got some. We, we got, got some, some we stuff got some, brewing, you know, huh? Yeah, some yeah, I mean, uh, you, got little, you, got a, you had a little package dropped off. You looked at it. And you some, said, "It's time." Okay, the streets want it. Yeah, it's it's you know it's been a long time coming. We've been we've been working on some stuff. It's been. A, and so just do a quick thing because we all we I'm literally I cannot wait to have that episode which is going to be devoted to this honestly because I just think there is I'm just gonna I tease it like this where I just think as in particular black women like mm-hmm. is one of his highest customer base that he had black women are the backs of a lot of things and it's just interesting that a a boys club feeling is actually being like infiltrated by all these like successful all like dynamic and diverse black women like it's 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 dope for sure like it's and the thing about it is it, it like you said it's a boys club so a lot of times you know when i was younger like in this in that industry I would do a lot of assuming, mm-hmm. you know, until a couple of them kind of get you together real quick and be like, nah, bro, like, this is not, this ain't that. Like, yeah. I smoke or this is, I'm, I, I've been doing I this cannot, for a while. I like, I you cannot know, wait. You know, it's cool. Like, you know. I can't wait to deep dive into that. But like the one thing I want people to know, what is smoking barrels? If nothing else, like, what are, what, what is it? Uh, it's a lifestyle. It's a yes. lifestyle. It's a lifestyle brand. It is a lifestyle. You know, it's about the cigar culture. It's a... You know, and it's also at this point we're coming up with some apparel. So we 
I'm so we're, excited. We're doing a lot of things right now, Doing man. a lot of things, we're doing a lot right of now. things. We're just hustling. know there's a lot of things going on, you know, behind the mic. Yeah. Um, and then just to talk about what's been going on behind the mic, because, you know, I'm all for transparency. And also, sure. there's a special name that we're naming this episode for a reason. And so, not only have we been out just because, you know, life, but it's like what in particular in life, like we did experience a major loss to the family. And so, we had to go take care of that. And we had to, you know, go yeah. be with our family, and that took a lot of energy. Yeah, like it. Uh, it took a lot of time. It took a lot of energy. Um, it was one of those things where, like, I I couldn't really get into a creative space at no, all. No, I mean, you whatsoever. lost a matriarch of your entire his grandmother. Um, yeah, transition. Rest in um, peace to my grandma. I love her so much. You yeah, know? it was that was tough, man. That was that was everything for me. So like, it was. She she was a beautiful woman. She was just she was a beautiful person. She was a beautiful mother. Just everything, you know, grandmother, great grandmother. Like mean, she was. Y'all, a, I mean, I'm, let me just tell you something, okay? Nah, nah. First of all, when when the pastor at the at the funeral is is giving his sermon and he uses the word swag when referring to her. I knew I was like, okay. it, just, it was no, like, no. everybody when knew what was up. you get handed the obituary and it's bedazzled, y'all. Bedazzled. <laughs> I ain't <laughs> never seen a bedazzled obituary. Fabulous, like, even in the in the next life. Like, <laughs> she said, nah. She said, I'm going out with style. Like, said, what are you well, talking well, about? Damn. Let me just step she said, up. She said, what are you talking about? Like, I'm going to be stylish until the and end. And then when you pointed out to me that the casket was purple. No, it was like this, like, really it was a gray it was I, fancy it, it was a it was it just matched it was her vibe everything her it was flyness. the color of the actual house which is the craziest part and then literally just the slideshow alone are all these hats look y'all so most okay, the like, episode cover ever, will give you a couple if you've ever been to a black church you know and in particular like southern churches and things like that but you just know churches yeah. the hat the hat is signature. The hat means something. The hat will set you apart. Yeah. And let me tell you. It's like championship rings. She had all the championship rings. There wasn't even. She was Will Chamberlain with LeBron combined with Michael. Because it was all earned. No question. Game real. Never the same hat twice. Never. You ain't never seen it. Never. <laughs> you ain't never seen it. I think I might have said it when we was at uh we was at the funeral, I think I said it. I was like, you know what they need to do? I was like, they need to take all our hats and hang them up in the church like the championship banners. Because she wasn't like, just like, you know, real, she cre- like well, she was one of the founders of that church, correct? Yeah, her and my, uh, my grandpa was. And they were like, her and right? my grandpa, they founded the church along with uh, Pastor Val Johnson. They they did together. So, like, they were one of they were the original family that helped. They, they broke ground first. They, my grandpa was assistant pastor. She was, you know. She held it down. She was, and she had 11 kids mm-hmm. and worked for a company Caterpillar. that. Caterpillar. <laughs> okay, yeah. 30 years. For 30 years. You gotta let them know. You, you gotta put some, especially back in that time, you gotta let them know, put some respect. They, like 11 kids and I'm working that cat. Okay. Like, that's real. That's tough. Um, She would have been celebrating on the 22nd, her 89th, her 89th birthday. So she lived, mm-hmm. she lived, she lived, she lived. Yeah, she had, she, she went out her way. She, yeah, she, she went out her went way. She literally went out her way and on her time. Yeah. Around and her family. Just, and that's, I think that's something that you really honestly hope for and like you yeah. pray for is that you die in the home that you built, surrounded by the family that you built. Yeah. You know what I mean? All of them. And so for that, that part of it, and I'm so happy that, 
there was a, we were all supposed to record another no did we do queen of the six right before you went home mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so we quickly did queen of the six and then you went home to say you know to talk to her and everything and she was telling us Seen her the week, woo, a week and a half before y'all she was preparing to transition because she decided that there was no holds barred and she was getting all her shit <laughs> she off. was getting all her shit off she like shots She's fired looking. me so hard we was on facetime and she go and when she talked about you know the you know you don't give the the cow yeah the milk and the cow like what was taking us so long to get married um and then i was like well i'm only 20 you know i'm only 20 something, something, something. i actually have an issue with my age actually i love my age i'm only 27 you know yeah. like i we have time and she said oh so if you're not marrying you you're the problem i see it now it's your fault <laughs> <laughs> and i was like uh dang yeah <laughs> am i the problem <laughs> yeah she said she said uh she told you to cut me off she did straight she straight up said cut him off cut him off and i had never heard her just talk that yeah. she's always blunt but i mean like tell no, me to cut different. you off a sexual thing that that had never i wasn't prepared for that she needed you to understand she was serious she was serious she was like you giving this nigga the cow like he ain't even married, he get the whole cow instead of you know a little bit of milk here and there. She was trying to give you the game. She was she was she was she throwing was the game at to. me hard. Like mm. she's like, are you picking up what I'm putting down? And you wasn't at the time, I guess. So sorry. <laughs> I was I was perplexed. She wasn't, yeah, <laughs> she wasn't. You weren't expecting that. She was shit. like, you've been saying that for years. I'm yeah, like, you are. Dang, you remember? Did I keep saying that? <laughs> she wasn't trying to hear shit. But like she also was the person who I knew that if when we went over there we was gonna have our coffee and I love coffee y'all like coffee is life, um, and we would have our coffee and we and y'all would talk y'all sports and she would talk her straight talk and I just it was really nice to celebrate her life surrounded by like you know all of y'all because like, I think when you've been with someone for like as long as we've been together like yeah. Pete, your family becomes our family my family becomes your family oh, for sure. and this was when she's family like that was everything i would never i wouldn't be in i would have never been to peoria without her and i think that do you want me to tell that story i mean you can we can talk about it if you want okay i think one of the stories well we're going to tell two stories because the episode is going to be called uh red pants and we'll get to the red pants story but one of the things that i would just to really so here's the thing about motherhood and this is my true belief about motherhood which is like just because someone has a child does not mean that they are meant to be a mother. Motherhood is a performance. Motherhood is something that has to be actively pursued and done. Like, you, it's an act of choice. That's what right. I truly believe. I think we have been conditioned to, you know, almost say, like, you know, if a woman doesn't want to be a parent, then she has to be the most heartless, evil person. And right. in a way that we don't really necessarily always do to men, per se. Yeah. Like, it's like this real villainous, like, ah, you you birthed this thing. Like, yeah. you, like, you should love it. If all people, like, you have to love it. Exactly. And it's like, that's not, that's not what make a parent. Hence, like, why adoption, like, if you do adoption, like, you can love a child, or if you, you can love people without it necessarily having to be blood ties or any of that like you can build chosen families i say all that to say that like you have the experience of you know like your mom like your your bio mom like her just being like you know she it wasn't the role that she was prepared to do and then the fact that your grandmother upon meeting her and after a few sessions she told me that story with just so much pride about like your bio mom calling and being like you know come come get them and you're like baby i don't know like a week or oh at that one was five months five months like okay 
and she literally gets she told me a story like we get in the I, her husband and her get into the car drove and they DC. drove from Peoria. Illinois Peoria to DC to DC and that's just that's love that's a chosen love that's a chosen road that she just was like I'm I'm, I'll go get my baby, you know, and I just mm-hmm. love, she would tell that story, and she would tell it numerous times, because I think it meant so much to her, and I just, I love that, and I love that story, yeah, and gonna, I'm not gonna cry, we're, we're not, we're not, not gonna cry, cry but, but I just, that is, that is I want y'all to understand, like, what pulled us away, and if this, yeah, if man, this, this podcast is... is about telling the stories of our matriarchs and ourselves, then I have to tell the story of someone who I just was, you know, it was great. Yeah. And I'm not, we're not going to stay too deep too long because no. we are going to make you laugh, you know, but... And even if we don't, so what? Right, like, we don't. If but, I'm telling you, you know, a good-ass, bomb-ass story about a bomb-ass person, write it out. Just write it out. Yeah. Like, but she, I think the next thing that I just want to make sure that we tell is the Red Pan story because, whew, I love that mother-freaking-story and that story literally has now given me this epiphany about what I really want to do, like continuing my research, which I really want to explore, like unspoken ways black women have performed um, feminism. Yeah. And we come from a uh, ooh, apostolic <laughs> Pentecostal. Church. Okay, pause. Can you explain Jesus. something to me? There's an apostolic. Apostolic. Oh, wait, apost- apostolic. Apostolic. Pentecostal. Is that like extra Pentecostal or is that just like a... So Pentecostal is the old, yeah. old term, like back in the day when mm-hmm. it was just a simple term. Now, the the more progressive it, the term is just apostolic. Okay, but are there layers? Okay, like I grew up no. Baptist, no. but there's Southern Baptist and I mean, that's different. Yeah, it is, it is. But like, I don't know all the layers of Pentecostal. It's fine. Like, but even, but no matter what, Pentecostal is like super intense. strict. It's intense. Like they wear the, the, the you gotta the, wear skirts, the skirts right? that come a, a half inch above your ankles. Ooh, Jesus. Like you can't show no shoulders. It's like just, it's a little more. Yeah, it's, it's a little it's, more it's, Catholicly. A little yeah, more it's very. If I had to compare it to something, like it'd be black folks' version of Catholic Catholicism. <gasps> yes. Like it's very strict. It's very tough. Like they teach, not 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 to I'm not shit no my you know I grew up in that. Like I'm non-denomination. I believe in obviously, but I don't here. have a specific denomination at this point in my life. But they they it was as a kid it was a lot of fear taught. So like I knew I wasn't fucking with that. Like I knew I was like nah like nah you you, you y'all talking about some shit to me in, in Bible study before I even get to church. I'm scared to get to the sermon. Like, no. Nah. Oh, yeah, like that nail thing? Yeah, like... Oh, God. Oh, so, we ain't even got to tell that story. But, like, <laughs> that's just to kind of get a background of the of how how they, they ran things in Pentecostal. So, back in the day, apparently, you couldn't wear pants. Like, if you were a woman. Were a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't wear jeans. If you wore long pants... It was you, sinning. It, you were like, yeah, they, they, it, they were, you were a harlot in their harlot. mind. Like you were going, like they look at you like, oh my god, like you going to, like hell and gasoline draws. Like that's how they look at that so deeply. So it was a church picnic, I think they said. The mm-hmm. pastor, pastor was telling the story, and I've been going to church my whole life, ain't never heard the story. He's like, yeah, I'm, he's he's like, I'm about five years, like five six years old, and so I'll never forget the story. He's like, we well, yeah, go to the church picnic and all the, you know, the, the women and the mothers of the church are playing, you know, trying to play volleyball and, and what's the other one? Um, uh, tennis. No, no, no. What's the other one? The racquetball? Racquetball and the, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And so 
he sees that he sees them struggling. Like he's when they say he says a little kid. Mind just the pastor of the church. He says a little kid. I knew this was wrong. He was like they can't even move. They running around, falling over they they dresses and stuff. Cause mind you, these dresses coming down to you almost your ankles. Mm-hmm. How you running to this? And so he said, "Here comes Mother Lindsay coming up in in the car. She she hops out in some red pants, <laughs> some bright red pants. Like and and mind you, this is at the church picnic, so mm-hmm. everybody can see it. Like and my, these folks are like, mind you, she's like." the mother of the church mm-hmm. so they looking at her like oh my god this is harlot like oh who is they they it's like the devil herself is here like they were really like thrown aback like it was the talk of the church apparently mm-hmm. like and but like she never gave a shit i like what he said that she said though which was that she made the statement i wear pants at work all day why can't i wear pants here to play like and it made i was just like but also, like he said, he, he made a good point. My relationship with God, mm-hmm. mine, has nothing to do with yours. With yours. Okay. Like, so what you're telling me has nothing to do with what I'm... You're telling me I can't wear no pants to church? What, what do you mean? Pa- pants? And they was red at that? Oh, my God. They probably thought she was the worst. And they just and that was and but but her being her that that just kind of rolled off her. She wasn't tripping or nothing like that. I mean, she but was that's fly, such a but bold, she was fly, it was a bold. That's move. a very bold move. At the time when they were that was very frowned That's upon. a very bold statement to make. And I just think to me, like I'm sitting there as that story is being told, and I just get this like this this tingle. I mean, I, you know, like in a good way, in the sense of like this camaraderiness, like this. Like being the figure at the church, being the mother, and that is being 100% frowned upon. Like, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to wear pants, and then you come with some colorful pants at that. First of all, we already knew she was fly. The whole fit was fly. He already said that. But it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, she was like, I'm going to be fly, and I'm going to wear pants, and y'all telling me not to wear pants. I. But then to present logic, like, if am I a sinner? When I'm at work making money for to support my family, why am I a sinner then? I gotta mm-hmm. wear pants. That's a uniform. And also, who are you to tell me so you, what I can but then, and just to even wear. make logic though, like yeah. the, the concept of you can't pick and choose when you're a sinner in the yep. sense of like if that's what y'all believe, like I'm a sinner here yep. then, and so I shouldn't do this. Yep. And you, no one says nothing there. Like yep. you know what I mean? Like it's yep. just I just love. I honestly felt a new level of camarader- like com- camaraderie because I, I just, it made me really wonder if you sat there and you had a conversation with like, if we had a conversation with like our grandmothers or just like our aunties and stuff, what happens even if they don't call themselves feminists, right? Because fine, I, I know tons of black women who will never call themselves feminists, like they're women is, mm-hmm. that's cool. But what I'm saying is, what are subtle ways you have resisted? Yeah. What have been subtle ways that if documented, actually documented, or and someone was like, "Oh shoot, what, what yeah. have you seen and observed that is acts of forms of feminism, even whether you call it that or not?" Facts. You know. Yep. And that story just really. And also, uh, the way he talked about it, you know, it was like I, she made the choice to be like, "I'm gonna stay home and watch these kids," like when they leave. And they just talk about my uncle was like, "Yeah, we leave the house." 
And it was like she praying. She wasn't checked. Like the boys had all the freedom in the world. She was Pretty like, much, he's, they, when he said that, uh, he was like, God they, raised him. Like, yeah, God it, was, him. it was kind of like, yeah, like go do y'all. Like y'all got like, it. I can't sit here and 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 make myself sick trying to control eleven children. Put you work to be a wife, be all these roles that you have to be, and then. At the same time, micromanage eleven kids. That's just not gonna happen. Like I gotta give it to God. And she got point. time to be fabulous. Okay. Exactly. Like, and I also care about myself. So, like, and that was the thing. Y'all she gonna, gonna make be sure okay. You, take, you gonna take care. Of, she gonna I'm gonna take set care the foundation for y'all. And at that point, I can just, I just gotta give it to. And I, you. That's to me, honestly. I, I believe it was worth it because your family has experienced different challenges, and yeah. for them to have the story that they have now, what? Yeah. What? What do you mean? That is only like okay, y'all. I'm not. I'm not a super religious person, but I know there's probably somebody listening going, "Oh my God, when did she even get like this?" Because like I have grown, <laughs> and I just mean that in a sense of like I, which I think you should allow people to do in faith, which is I have found what works for me. I believe in God, and I think I think having something to attach yourself to can be an anchoring, a, a feeling, and that can be important, especially in dark times. Blah, you know, so yeah, you know, I just, I truly do believe her true faith in that was an anchor. 100%. Like, like you said, she was always praying. Like, if nothing else, like when people used to be like, oh, why you ain't go to church on Sunday? She used to be like, would they say that to you? You just say, hey, my body is my temple. I prayed today. <laughs> I pray today. Love it. Like you know what I mean. Like if I can't make it to church, I'm sorry, but I pray. I talk and to I God love, today. But you know that's the thing. Like I also said. like loved about her was that she just was so both. Like yeah, I can give you like pretty much. You know what I realized, and and this is Tyler Perry was smart. He created a character based off of everybody's religious but straightforward like they knew the bible but at the same time they knew it was a gun like you know what i mean like he combined everybody's medea into one person and created this this wonderful wonderful character blah 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 yep. because that was also your your grandmother like she gave me that vibe like you know what i mean like, she was always so like she was straight sure with me but then at the same time you know and that was and that was another thing she was she was 100% a straight shooter. So you're yeah. going to get the honest, the real from her no matter what. And people respect that. So, yeah. We just wanted to, you know, tell yeah. the story of her. Tell the story of why you're going to hear red pants. And uh, also, I just, I think it just spoke to me. And I'm looking forward. Yeah. And honestly, like, some of my viewers and listeners, like, I might have to hit y'all up. Because I really, really, really want to talk about, you know, the unspoken ways your grandmother, your mother, your aunties have resisted against the bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. or even has used the bullshit to navigate. Because one of the pieces that I used to love, and I even reference it, was the, the it was this article, and I'm, I forgot what the name of the article was, but the, anyhow, she talked about how she learned feminism from her um, immigrant Jamaican mother who had moved to the States, blah, blah, blah. She was beautiful, blah, blah, blah. But she watched her mother, how she would use her 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 body language, her, you can say, wiles, I guess, to get the things she needed within the neighborhood. Right. Like, she knew what bra to wear to push up when she went to the butcher. Yeah. She knew what perfume to wear when she went to go get, you know, haggling for something. Like, she just knew. 
And she also was a sex worker to some extent. Mm. And she just, and her daughter was like, she, my mom obviously never called herself a damn feminist. She was like, but I learned feminism from the way that she used and understood how to navigate the system. So feminism, it sounds like a lot of times back then was unspoken. It was just an action for the yeah, most part. Anybody had no like, time. Especially like, not for black women. We damn sure wasn't about to look for no goddamn. It's feminism just what you did. Not, was, not a, was not something for us. It yeah. was never necessarily built for us either. It's just what they did. It was just it's, what you did. And, it, and, and, and it's just what you did to survive. It's what you did because you wanted better for your daughters. Whatever you, you know, whatever reason you did it for. Mm-hmm. Like somehow, some way, even though you may not have called it that, it was a form of feminism. You know, so. Yeah, like when you brought that up, I was like, damn, like it's almost like, you know, even like even in a, in a place so powerful like the church. That is a, that was a form of rebellion by wearing red pants to a church function. Like, and you and you already told not to wear pants. So yeah, that's a that's a, a sense of bucking the system. Yeah, it's you just know? like questioning, like why normativeness? That's stupid. Like, like well, I'm not no, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna wear this this long dress that I don't like. It's not stylish tennis. every day. Like, and first of all, you, she was never not fly, so you wasn't gonna catch her in one of them dresses. In all my 28 years of life, I've never seen her in a Pentecostal dress ever. And that's straight up. Like, so she was never going to do that anyway. It wasn't her. So it was and like, I saw the pictures of them young. They yeah. was too fly. All she was never going to dress like that. So the religion, she was like, look, I ain't leaving the religion. I ain't doing none of that. You know, I'm going to stay here, but I'm not wearing this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not wearing this. Like, this is one thing you're not getting out of me. So now to kind of transition on to like, I guess the more, I don't want to say more fun stuff, but you know what I mean? I guess we're just going to move on to the next thing. So. Over the time period of us being off, you did some surveys and we posted couple. some questions. And we mm. just need to, like, I, we, I just want to make sure address that we, we address some of them. Like, not all of them, because different ones will address at different times. But, like, yeah, show the people. What's, hit me with one of the things that you wanted to discuss that was posted Ooh. to us. Like, something favorite. Oh, this one? which mm-hmm. one? Okay, yeah, let's right, do that okay, one. So, um, we had a poll, asked people, have you ever been taught or heard about the term maintenance sex? And I think the poll came back was like seven people voted, five percent, five out of the seven people said no. Only two people had heard, and I think I was one of the two people that didn't. Okay, first off, don't be saying a number so people know how sad our post. No, some are posts. It don't matter. Happen. Like it don't and matter. Some of our posts don't be. It just, it just depends Man, on who, gonna, who niggas, out there. They just don't do polls. They do polls, all right. I see it. Yeah, so like. You want to explain to people what maintenance sex is? So, I pose this question because, like, the con... Okay, so, yes, I will say this. Like, I think my mom was super dope and super sex positive, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, she's also still a person with socialization. So, there are things and, and conversations we've had where I'm like, oof, I don't know how to compute that. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the concepts was maintenance sex. And we had this conversation. She's like, you know, sometimes you have maintenance sex. I was like, ooh, what, what, what is that? I was she like, you know, sex is like... I don't even, you know, I low-key want to call her to actually hear her with the, her actual word, what she would call it. Before you want to go on, you want to, like, I asked a question on Twitter and Instagram. You want to know half the answers, what they said? What? A half of them was like, to sound like an oil change. I just don't want, <laughs> I don't want her to hear this and be like, you quoted me wrong. That's my only, so hold on. You can call her up. So, yeah, I had a few people. Yeah. Hello. Hi, Mama. Hey, I got to tell you for consent-wise that you are um, on my podcast right now. 
Okay. Okay. I need to ask you a quick question. Uh huh. The quick question is: Define maintenance sex the way that you have defined it to me in the past. I think um, I described it to you in the past is basically where you sometimes have to do it when you don't necessarily want to do it, as far as kind of keeping that connection and maintaining, and you know. Yeah, I got you. That's it? That's kind of it. I mean... Okay, so I put this poll up because we were going to talk about maintenance sex. And everybody was like, oh my God, it sounds like an oil change. But car keeps running, baby. Ah! Okay, thank you. Love you. Bye. Uh, here's what I responded back on the, the Instagram page. I said, maintenance sex can be when your partner wants to have sex, but you're not in the mood, but you want to do it to please your partner. But it can also be sex you have because you realize it's something y'all need to do, i.e. it's been a while. Pretty much it's to benefit your, for the benefit of the relationship, right? Yeah. So, like, no, you may not be in the mood to do it, but it's like, no, it's not that I don't want to. I might be a little tired right now, but you'd be like, you know what? And shit, we've done it. Fuck it. We've done it. You'd be tired. You'd be like, I don't want to. But then at the end of it, if it ends up being fire, you'd be like, okay, it was worth it. I'll be tired for this tomorrow. Yeah. You'll have those moments. Or you know that your partner ain't had none in a while. And you're like, okay. I know we ain't been able to. I guess I get so nervous with this it. because it's like, I there's so many reasons I get nervous with it. Because when I start to worry about consent. And then, but For then, sure. and I, I start to worry about like, yeah, I just really worry about consent. But then I also start to worry about is this a like, can this become, which I kind of think it can be gendered. Like, who's the person you oftentimes having to do the maintenance sex per se? Oh, like, do me. niggas ever like just go like, I don't want to fuck today. Like, I really want to know. Like, I don't have a dick. So, yeah. Have you had maintenance sex, Ishmael? Yeah. You didn't feel like having. Yeah. Really? For sure. I know. I mean that. I'm fascinated. This is my fascinated voice. I'm fascinated because like I need layers to this. I need. Wait, really? For sure, yeah. Because, like, you were tired, or, like, what were you? Just not mentally in it. You have... Tired. So, how was your... It could be tired, was, mentally in it. Was I the initiator? I, used, I, oh, wait, I, I don't assume it was me. Never mind. Let me not assume it was me, because who fucking yes. knows? I, I ain't been with nobody <laughs> just got them wrong. This nine nine times out of ten, I'm talking about you. Not, eight, you see, the, there's eight that one. There's, eight, okay, eight out of ten. I'm talking uh, about you. Keep going. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> it's ten out of ten. I'm talking about you. I don't need ten out of ten because there's a seven out of ten chance I could not know. <laughs> hey, regardless. But, yeah, like, it could be when you're, like, not mentally really in the mood. Like, you know me. My moods. Yeah. Can, my moods. They, they're, they when they get sour, I'm not in the mood to do shit, you know. Yeah. Or, like, actually tired, and like, you'll hit me with the, uh, you know, hey, hey, hey <laughs> you know, hey, um, you know, and you know, not to get, I'm not gonna get into details, but you'll do something where it's like, you know what, okay. I back, you know, this traditional t- Twitter positions where you know you put your yeah, booty on the spoon or whatever. You pull one of your tricks, you play one with of your, it. Your, your, your the usual. One of the one of those witchy things that you do, <laughs> witchy, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> like you know, and it didn't like you know what, you. you know, fuck it, just like let's go. You know, it happens. But I no, I love it though because I generally often think about this as a very like 
woman's burden that you know, the maintenance no, sex no, no, no. so it's just good to hear that like yeah you two have had to push through yeah. for the team no for sure it's because it is a team you may you be sitting there but like shit if i don't do it somebody else will you, but you, see, you so that's what you're thinking in your mind so like, then i have to stop it there goes. that's my concern so my issue with maintenance sex and i remember my mom first like you know talking about this concept like eh, i just i don't know i couldn't feel i couldn't find the words but um i just want to make sure that i say this like Yes, I do believe this. I do think relationships are like she said, like a, a car. It's like there are things you just gotta go do to maintain a car, and sex is a part of that. So they was right when they said oil change. Yeah, it do, it is like an oil change. Like you got it. Well, you heard my mom said the car, you, the car gonna go keep working, mm-hmm. or is not. You know, like if yeah. not, it will blow. I, I I totally can see how the concept can come from it. Keep it lubricated. Um, but I just don't want no one to feel like, oh my God, like, I also don't want someone to have fuck me if they don't want to fuck me. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think it's a not want to fuck you. It's like, I'm not in the mood to. No, I know, but I'm saying, okay, fine. So without it. That's the case for most, like, But I think that's how people receive it. Like, the same way that you just said it, like, I don't want someone, you know what I mean? Like. And I'm not just, I'm not just speaking for myself. I'm just saying in general. No, I'm saying in general too, but like, I feel like that's what people receive it as. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't, you're not attracted to me. Yeah, you're, nah, you don't want to. No, nah, it's not the case. It's not, and someone doesn't want to make someone feel like that either, yeah. rather than it just literally being like, I obviously fuck you all the time and, and I like you. Like, I want to fuck you. It's just at this very moment, I can't connect to that necessarily sexual but also, feeling. I'm the same type, but on the, other, on the other side, I'm the same type. Like, if you're not in the mood, I don't want it either. Because I don't want it if you're not in the mood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can feel that energy. So, like, it's an energy thing too. Like, if you're not in the mood and you be like, okay, you want to do the, the maintenance thing. I don't want to at this point. Like, it's been plenty of times you've been like, no, I don't really want to do that because the energy's like not there. Like, sometimes it's just not there to do it. So, maintenance sex could also be one of them things where, yeah. But I also we don't think have it can to. be like tricky. I, I, I'm just going to be transparent about like me. So, I've, like, I'm one of those, okay. So, you know how like they say dudes are fucked up because like they watch porn their whole lives. Yeah. I'm fucked up because I write romance books and erotic novels my whole life. Yeah. And so for me, I and I'm a Pisces. Like so I can oh, acknowledge God. that I have fantasies and I'm like a fantasy living like, well, this is the way this action one could go and action B should go like this or action you know, anyhow I just I, I can do the most. Yeah. And so I think what can end up happening with that whole like if you're not in the mood, I'm not in the mood, my fantasy mind starts to talk to itself mm. and it's like well, he can make you in the mood. He can totally, if he just, if he really, you know, like, it's, it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, if, if he really wanted to fuck, he would make sure that that shit's about to get popping. Which I don't think is fair. Like, I don't think it's fair. I'm saying, like, so when I, I acknowledge, like, the voices and how, like, you know, when you center yourself, you're like, what voice? You're fucked up. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so I can see it can get tricky because then, like, people, especially if you've been conditioned that, like, hmm. I don't know. Like, that, that someone can make you want it type yeah, of thing and it's time, i don't think it's always that at the same time if you're not in the mood you're not in the mood i totally want everyone to know that like if you are not in the mood i do not receive it if someone says i'm not in the mood as a personal attack and also do not be worried about giving a personal attack to someone because if it's honestly a safe and consensual space you should be able to communicate hey the connection that we usually can achieve, I cannot achieve that right now. I also think this is just what we do, and I'm just gonna be honest. It's like the spin on maintenance sex, which is get yours, get mine sex, which is <sighs> like my like so one of my favorites. <laughs> maybe it's a form of a quickie, maybe it isn't. I don't know. Which, I, do. I don't know. Which I is do. like 
I don't need you. I don't need to have any. I don't, I don't know how else to explain it, it other it's than honest, you have to be. It literally you. is get yours, get mine. It's like you can have your device in your hand, watching whatever porn you're into. I can be having a device in my hand, watching whatever porn I'm into, reading whatever book I want to read on the fucking scene. That's just like wow, and fuck. Like, but it's not like it's literally not about it's like kissing or. It's it's literally we're fucking like mm. we're you we're using each other for that exchange and for that moment like and you're gonna get and you know you're gonna get yours I'm gonna get, you know what I mean like it's yeah. and I don't think there's anything wrong with that I think you have to figure out what works for you and y'all's and also when you're just not just don't you know and mm. sometimes you just you're not necessarily in the mood to have sex with your partner but you're in the mood to come and so you just need a quick little play with your toy go to sleep you gotta work in the morning. Do not feel guilty about that shit. Because the one thing I can generally say is if you sleep well, <laughs> you're a better person the next day. Therefore, you probably might want to now go rounds. You also have warmed the oven up overnight. So if you decide you want to go in straight for a morning nookie, you already prepared don't, yourself. Don't, don't, don't ever, don't ever, ever use that word again. Nookie? Don't ever use that word again. I really never use don't it. Don't do it again. That's disgusting. Why? That's disgusting Who hurt word. you with nookie? That word, stop saying it. It I sounds can't help disgusting. It. Your reaction right now is making me like he's saying it. You're a child. I am sometimes. <laughs> what do you mean? That word is disgusting. You can use any other word. So yeah, I guess the bottom line is like maintenance sex is. Yeah, like oil change. Mm-hmm. You know, oil change. You gotta keep because you know without shit without oil change, your car will stop. But you know, my favorite <laughs> Yo, you favorite car sex reference is the Cat Williams one when he talks about vintage. Oh yeah, I think we talked about that before. We did. Yeah. I don't know which episode it was, but it was with, I think it was with Paris where we talked about it. But for those yeah. of you who don't know, the one thing I love about that that joke was that he just talked about you know like your long term people like your partners and how they're like vintage and with the right knobs and the right twists. You know the car. Sometimes engine. it take a little bit longer to start. The it car might take up. a little longer to start the car, but once the car started, that boom. Mother- Boom. Okay. So yeah, there's that. So that's maintenance sex. I just want to know people knew about it, and I just, I mean, tell me how you feel about it. Like, Mm -hmm. go put your comments, put your thoughts underneath it. How have you made maintenance sex work for you and your relationship? Because I also think I don't want to romanticize it and think that like you just be with someone for as long as you can be with someone and think that you don't have moments where like you gotta rev that up. You gotta check in. It's true. It's true. You got to. Foreplay is everything. It's everything. It's honestly the whole thing. People be sleeping like, on it, but good foreplay makes the rest of the job easier. But you have to, y'all. Foreplay, I just don't under. It's essential. It's essential. Like, you have to do it. I almost think foreplay oh. takes longer than the actual intercourse itself. And so. That's a segue into another conversation. Okay, which that, is? Which is the one that we asked on. Um, our uh, new our new Twitter page, which you can follow our new Twitter page at Mama's Closet Pod, at Mama's Closet Pod. Um, so I think what, what did I ask them? Oh no, it was about the oral sex question. Yes, what? it was the oral. It was are you? Has how do you feel about oral sex with with a, a casual. casual partner? And we got a lot of mixed answers with that one. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? You mean like a casual hookup? Like and that, I just and that, met and that you. was the first thing. That was the first person that asked. It was like, is it a casual hookup? What do you do? It was like kind of elaborate it on means different. It the means... partner you're talking about. What do so you mean? So what do you mean when you ask that? 
I guess I, I would say both. something. Somebody that you're into, you've been talking to for a little bit, maybe. So but, that's more like a casual partner. Like I kind of. But it's not like they're not your. Okay, you never had sex. Uh, scenario: You ain't never had sex with this person. You have been texting. Yeah, talking but for if a few we months. built an emotional connection, that's a part. You're not. You have that. never done anything sexual. Uh-uh. Yes. If I'm talking to you and I'm okay. like now conversing with you about personal stuff and other stuff, okay, whether we had sex or not, we're building a connection. Okay, so that's not a hookup to me now anymore. Someone that that I don't even want to call it a one night stand. Someone you meet pretty quickly and then get straight to that. So I guess. For me, I guess the best way to answer that, that is levels. If what I want from that exchange is oral sex, whether it's someone I met in a night, whether it's someone I'm, mm-hmm. I have built, I've been talking to or whatever, mm-hmm. then I want oral sex. Like I mean, if gotcha. and oftentimes for me, I'm not. Ne- I have never really engaged with sex with someone who I hadn't been talking about sex before. So mm-hmm. I already knew what I was getting when I got into it. Like yeah. I love sexting. So like. I know, I you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to know what your boundaries, what your things are before I even get in the room for the most part, you yeah. know? So, like, I know if that's an expectation already or there's something that you're even willing to do before. But, like, at the same time, like, I, I can also see myself being like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's so hard, too, because even in a hookup, for me to hook up with, uh, like, be in a be space, tra- have really sex with you that night... That meant I there was a vibe that was like undeniable, right, right. and therefore that shit was going down. And obviously, if you're but fucking does on, that mean you? But that but I'm saying, but does that mean oral needs to be? Yes. Why? Um, more than likely, and honestly, the only person well, not only, but yeah, pretty much the only person I could think of at the top of my head right now that I like casually met you in a night, fucked you in one night was a woman so yeah i'm going down on you like i'm going down and see, that's on another you. side i had i had one person answer that question and they said that male to female first thing they exactly asked me, so if like, i'm going depends. to find because that's your, i'm going that, down if you're on a, a woman, woman yeah that's that's a whole nother conversation and then that led to okay now with that how i guess how do you gauge that we had that whole discussion. Like the, the truth is, like because the vagina is such an understudied thing, and sexual protection of it is such a really understudied thing outside of just the condom itself and like birth mm-hmm. control. But like, there's no real study of like how to you know give oral sex safely besides the dental dams that exist. So yeah, if you are a super safe person, which you know I hope everyone is trying to be super safe, mm-hmm. you, you use a dental dam. But we all know realistically, ain't nobody pulling out a goddamn damn dental dam. Like so, the next thing we came up with, which is like obviously you would hope that if you've been talking to someone and y'all know y'all are pending that go get tested before the encounter yeah for now sure. obviously you can't control if you meet someone and, and it happens that fast. you just give it to god well after that go get tested like yeah. i guess everything just comes down to go get tested yeah. on top of the, the things that you do and for just sure. know you're taking a chance when you don't every time and if you took that chance go get tested and if you and and, and, and i'm not gonna I, and you said this why would you put your dick somewhere you wouldn't put your mouth in it, you know like for that was literally I what you say, said. Even like, after that hookup that I had, like I came home and got tested. Like I got tested. Like you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to. Yeah. Not like I don't. You know what I mean. Like that's just me though. Like I'm. I love testing. Like I just even the COVID testing. Like I breathe better after. Like I don't. Oh God. The only thing I don't like is giving blood so and stuff like that. Put that chip in your brain. I mean. Yeah. Do what y'all got to do at this point. I'm done resisting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, I don't know. But I've also can say this as well. Like, I have had encounters with folks who they're intent, like, they're, I don't need them to go down on me. Like, that's not what you're here for. Like, that's not what I, no, sir. <laughs> no. Like, yeah. that's not your role. Yeah. 
True. I don't even want because for me, like going down to me to some extent is ex- intimate to some extent. I guess for me, that's why it's always been by my thing. I do. I I kind of look at it as a little more intimate. Mm. Anal sex is the most intimate for me. That's and that's the reason why I say that is because I'm not putting on a dental dam. So if I'm eating, if I'm if I'm eating, that means okay, I can see that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can put a coat over him. Like and so like yeah even that you still still you know still yeah but 99.9% I mean no one's just slapped, like outside of like super smart sex workers and just super I mean super safe people I don't know many women who just pulling out a condom and being like I want to suck your dick I mean you sh- I mean obviously you should and like I told you, you before if dick. I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say hey I want you to do that I'm not so I think like that needs to be have that like if I'm understood. not gonna do it then you don't need to do it now but also you can have someone who just loves sucking dick and, and that's like, fine but I'm even I'm gonna tell you you don't have to because I'm not going to. Because I do look at it as something a little more intimate because that's something that you can't really protect. You can't put in a, it ain't a lot of things you're going to put over your mouth. You know what I'm saying? But the best thing you could do. But you, obviously, I just, I guess the thing would be if you are that straight laced about it, then don't even let them suck your dick. Like, don't even, even if they're like, I I'm want saying. to, you should be like, not without a condom. Not without a condom. And I don't want that. So it was not so going to happen. you really just don't yeah, want that. So, what so I'm this saying is a is, no oral sex exchange. Yeah, so. if this is an exchange, this is about a boom, about a bing, we out of here. You know what I mean? That's what we're going to do with the casual My only thing about that is you just have to make sure that you know what the, the fuck you're doing with be, everything else if yeah, you don't know how to use your mouth. Your which hands, everything For else. me, that would be even extra hard because for I, lo- I, I need oral sex. So, like, I don't, I can't, I would, I would okay, walk out. Okay, you've been out. in a relationship for a long time now, but, you know, you would have to adjust if you had to get back out of the world. No, I'm not compromising on oral sex. Well, I love my pussy eating, so, so what am I going to compromise you, on that? You'd be a lesbian. I would. You'd have to be. I mean, because you just ain't gonna have niggas out here. Just that's just not. That's not how you. That's move. not true though, because niggas like are quick to be like. Let you me ain't that quick to let them do it either. I'm actually pretty quick. I mean, I I love. You, okay. <laughs> like, and a comfortable bed again. I'll be that. You go check my man's mouth first. I mean, obviously, but see, that's check the thing about me. First. Like, I'm going to already ask you like, what's your most recent things? Like, I'm gonna like I said before, I fuck someone. I tend to have already thirsty. had the conversation. These definitely be thirsty. Exactly. So I'm like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. No. Please be thirsty. Be parched. Ask it. Drink it all up out in the world. Oh God. Like, get the fuck up. <laughs> thank you, Little Wayne, for inspiring these niggas to become pussy monsters. Because I was sitting in middle school going, really, really? Y'all not going? Y'all eat pussy? That's weird. You can't expect children at the time. Fuck that. All these things was fucking, and y'all want to sit here and be like, oh, I wouldn't do Some that, children. or budding fucking, and I'm like oh, sitting there God. judging, like y'all don't. Then boom, eighth grade. Oh yeah, I totally would be like totally possibly down to eat pills. Okay. okay, we'll see. The moral story is, yeah, I mean, it, I guess it just depends <laughs> on the situation. Oh, I also think for me, I'm not a, like a. It would have to be a bomb ass connection once again for me to just do a hookup. So you, look, bitch. We I ain't going down on you. You ain't First going down on me in a casual hookup. Can I say this without it being TMI? I don't have TMI no. issues. Y'all our, our do. Our first time we ever did, there was none of that. The first time we had sex? Yeah. Yeah, but we have been I, having... I, no, 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 no. Hold on. It don't matter. The, that exchange, specifically, that isolated exchange, there was no But oral it was sex. like literally six months of fucking foreplay. So by the time we don't got to fucking... Ma- it don't, my point is, did it just, it was, a, the connection was what it was at that time. We, it, it was other things that were done to not... That makes sense. Yeah, but not because of it was other things that were like you said. But I think that's also like misleading because like by time if you make someone wait six months, well not making anyone wait, but we didn't do 
have sex for six months of us talking, building connection. We did everything else, but we didn't actually have sex. So by the time that night happened, I was ready to go. <laughs> like, I like, I was ready to go. And then my trigger Still points need. are my clit and my tits. So, like, if you're going to get to either of those, more than likely you're going to fuck. So, I mean, whoa, I'm just saying. Whoa, whoa. Not anyone. We're well, giving cheat codes a fucking It's way. not a cheat code. Like, it is what it is. And, I mean, there are people who are squirters. And there are people who can come from just, you know, tit um, looking. And some of us are blessed in our different ways. So, boom. <laughs> I feel like the squirters of the world and be like, this bitch is a hater. No, no, I love y'all. I love y'all a lot, and I have participated occasionally, but like, really, it's just it's a lot. And I, I mean, I don't really think it's as great as all the other orgasms. But I love squirters. You go. Oh God. <laughs> so then, what was the other question that you asked? I think that was the only ones. The rest of them were the favorite sex toys, but that was a lot. Of, it wasn't a lot of information because a lot of people. Which 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 we'll get into a little bit more. Oh yeah, everyone, we're gonna do a raffle because I have these never used, never unboxed sex toys that I definitely want to get out to the population. From Lalo. So yes, one of the products is from Lalo, and Lalo is that I said it wrong? My bad. I don't know. I think you had it right. I think it was Lalo. Here's the thing about Lalo. L E L O. They are one of the leading, like, tech-savvy sex toy companies, and they're dope. Really, really dope. I'm not plugging them because uh, they're sponsoring me. I'm not even really plugging them because, to be honest, I'm wondering, this is my negative for them. I would love to promote them or, you know, just try out more of their products simply because, I mean, they have really very interesting products, but I just want to make sure they're accessible for folks. Um, I have to know more information about them and because they are just a little, you know, pricey, it's just like, you know, I don't have much to say about them outside of they can be cool. They're technology driven and Mm -hmm. I've had a few toys that I've tried and have given to other folks and they have enjoyed them. Um, but yeah, so shout out Layla. I would like to know more so I can plug more, but like I've had their bullets. I'm learning some new, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a lot of, uh. Uh, new different websites and new different companies that that make sex toys. I'm, I'm ran into a few black owned, which I'm not going to plug anything right now because I can't remember the name off the top. But on social media, I've been connecting with a lot of companies. Uh, a black owned um, condom company. I definitely love based out of Atlanta. Nice. And like, I just want to shout out bro, B Condoms. They are one of the shout out to B Condoms. I think they're the only two black owned condom companies in the like world. And, and they're based out of Atlanta, so. And that's even even better. We right here. Yeah, like we've been starting to follow them, and it's just been very like I love like their promotions. It's very uh, accessible, and I like that. Yeah, we plugged you. Yeah, we plugged you. I mean, I'm. I yeah. just like. I just honestly, y'all. Like, if I can share their knowledge, I want to. <laughs> like, it's not really about the whole. Like, yeah, all jokes aside, like everybody wants sponsorship so they can, you know, do. Oh, their I wasn't stuff. talking about the the people. I was talking about B condoms. We plugged y'all in. Is what I'm saying. Oh we, no, you know, no, that's what I'm that talking was, about. But that what I'm saying is one. no. But what I'm saying is like I don't also want people to be like, oh my god, everything they do is gonna be. But no, it's not that. Nah. Like anything I ever promote, it will be because I used it, or I like it. Yep. Or I truly believe in it, okay? And 100%. so I'm not really plugging anything I haven't used, okay? Yep. And even because I'm not plugging as to buy because I've never used their actual product. I'm just saying they're one of the few ones that they're probably the only, I think it's two black-owned I think it is. sex, like, actual condoms. Like, think about that. There's, like, Trojan and all these other big brands, and there's actual black-owned ones. So, you know, I just, if y'all can find them and use them or try them out, go on. Let me know how they are. For sure. 
And so then we also asked on the page a few topics that people wanted to talk about. Uh, We had a couple of them. We had a couple of them. Um, There was one that I really wanted to talk about. Which one? We had the friendships. We can do that one. Girlfriends and then motherhood and maintaining friendships. We had a couple of them. So I definitely would want to save like the motherhood with someone who's an actual mother. (laughs) To be like, how did you balance that? Because I can only speak from someone who had people who had children and it's hard. Shit. Um, So let's see. What do we got? Mother. It's still 20. Adulting. Mental, emotional. Mm-hmm. So mental, emotional health, staying sane in this new age and the stigma that coming from not having alls. Ah, da, 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 sorry. Mental, emotional health, staying sane in this new age and the stigma that comes from not having all the answers. So... I got a little nervous when you started to yeah, read out loud yeah. because it made Whoa. me nervous. Whoa. <laughs> I can read. It made me think about every time Whoa. the teacher would call on someone in class during like like a reading session. No, and no. I would just be like, why did you call on him? You know he can't read. And you know it's just going to hold us up and read. embarrass him. I took my classes. No, I know you can't. But I've I'm just saying, it just made me, it triggered me. It made me think no. about all the time. I'm like, leave him alone. Just let me do it. Just let me keep doing it. Like, stop it. No, no, no. This is, yeah, so... All right, staying sane in the new age. So I love this topic. Not having all the answers. Like, not having all the answers in the middle of a pandemic and trying to stay I sane. I ain't got shit for you. Um, I, shit. I ain't got no answers. The topic shit. is so, it's it's so timely because I was having this conversation with um, other people that I know. And they were struggling and struggling with, like, being miserable in their, in their careers. Mm-hmm. And I have never, I have not made a secret to y'all. My job is stressful. It is so stressful that it has now, I have now hit the point in this journey where I'm like, you know what? I know the aspects of it that I like, but I have to do the aspects I like in a different capacity. You know, like I need to do something else. And so, yeah, you know, and it has been hard because you just, you also are in the middle of a pandemic trying to make sure that you got your coin right and your health insurance because you're just looking at other people who aren't necessarily in that position and you're like, you just know you're two steps away from being in that same position if you make the wrong decision, you know, and you just want to not, and it's stressful and it feels burdensome and (sighs) I'm just going to be honest with y'all, get a therapist if you can, if you into it, that Mm -hmm. has... Can't, you couldn't plan for this. This was just one of those times, you know, where life kind of just happened. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been... I, I've had some moments where it's been cool, but it's been a lot more negative, it seems like, for this year. You it's had just a lot been, going on. It was a lot that happened this year, and so it was just one of them them things where I, I'm, I'm kind of chalking it up to, there's not much I can really do at this point. You know what I mean? To try to to the year is over shit it's we, not over but it's, it's it's been in the corner we at we almost at, at december you know what i mean but like, even been in the corner what are you just because the new year comes the same shit's still gonna be here it's here you're right you're Rona absolutely right here. you're absolutely right but i can try you know it's it's a that's how you it do it to, like one step at a time that's all you can do man yeah. like it's one of those things where like that like she said like the question you know what i mean the, the the topic is you know that stigma I, I i can't i can't i can't really i can't speak on the stigma you know what i mean because i'm not even thinking about the stigma because i'm living in the now 
you know I'm living in what's going on right now. I can I can only take it one day at a time. So I don't just be saying that shit when people be asking me that. I literally can only take it one day at a time because I don't know what the fuck the next day is gonna come. Like what's gonna I happen? I also think to like get rid of stigmas, you have to demand transparency for people. And here's right. the thing that I really, really like. I I think everything has its place for everybody. And messaging does anything for everybody. But like work hard, get a new craft. What, what are you doing during this pandemic if you don't come out of here, Twitter and social media? Like, you know, you got to be so productive. Let me tell y'all something right now. If you come out of this and you ain't done shit other than survive, that's okay. especially if you are a black person, I'm okay with that. That's it. That's enough for me. That's well, enough I for show, me. I show, you know, you show see them folks who be like, well, if you ain't come out of this with a hustle, you was wasting. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut the that's fuck not, up. some people Shut just showing up is all they can do in that moment. And that's hard enough. Some motherfuckers been working throughout this whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Some people lost their jobs throughout this whole thing. Some people lost their mental disability. Some people trying to figure out how the fucking next meal going to come. How the light scheme going to stay on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just don't know. And some people are feeling trapped in jobs that, yeah, they're helping them survive, but they're miserable. They're Uh, killing uh. their spirit. It's taking away from the the joy of other things because it's so stressful. And not being able to go outside and, and live that normal life. Maybe that's mentally taking a toll on them. Like, that shit is just... That's what it is. Like, so everybody's hand. So when I see people talking about, oh, the pandemic's been great for me. The pandemic's been great for me. I don't give a shit. It ain't been great for everybody. So it don't matter. You know what I mean? Everybody's situation is different. Some people are dealing with it well. Some people's life has changed dramatically because of it in a negative way. Some people's life has changed dramatically in a positive way. And I think we should allow to have both. Because I don't think you've ever... There's never been a coronavirus. There's never been a pandemic like this level that in our lifetimes, in our parents' lifetimes. Uh, I can't speak for the lifetimes before that, okay? I don't know all the timelines for all the other ones. I say all that to say, there's no blueprint for this shit. There's no rules for how you should feel or how you should act or how you should perform with this stuff. And so, I love how I try to change it to stuff. I just say shit so many times. But anyhow, like... I need people to be kind to themselves and patient with themselves and patient with the fact that they're going to fuck up along this journey because I have good days where I'm like, I like my house. (laughs) And then there's other days where I'm like, I want to go to the club. I don't even like the club, y'all. But like, I want to go. I just, if I would have known that that one time would have been the one time, which was your birthday, dang, which is a year ago now at this point. That was a good way to go out on it though. I would have, I would, yeah, it was, it was, whew, it was Hennessy Overload and Club Over, it was the best, it was one of the best, best, best times, but still, I would have did more, I had plans for 2020, more Hennessy than that, shit, I would have did more, we was toe off, but yeah, I just, and I, if you just knew what you knew now, that one last time, you probably would have just went a little harder, and so, with that said, it's just like, do what works for you. And sometimes that might not look the same for everybody else. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, it's, um, this year for me, I've seen both sides. I've seen the beginning of it when I, I was telling the story to, uh, to, who was I talking to? Sheldon, one of my guys from one of the old shops I was working at that I used to go to. And I was like, man, I had left my other two jobs to start my new one. Mm-hmm. 
I think I got a week and a half in. I was still I was still in training. Yeah, because you literally like I took had the just, leap. No, and I just literally left. had just I quit both of them. Mm-hmm. Like I pretty much I told them I, I didn't. I'm not gonna say quit, but I told them I'm leaving to go to another job. Keep me at you know keep Don't me standby. Yeah, just in case some shit goes down, but keep me at you know keep me on wax and just in case. So if I need you, I need you. And so I get there. And, shit, I don't even know if it was a whole two weeks to be honest with you. It might have been a week and a half, and we get told to go home, and like. I'm like, shit. And they paid us for six weeks. Which was a blessing. First of all, I, bruh, one of the jobs was shut down completely. Mm-hmm. The other one was about to send me home because they couldn't afford to, mm-hmm. like, to, to pay me. And so I would I would have probably, knowing what we know now, I probably would have been able to get unemployment, but who knows? Because I, you just never know. You would have. And I mean, if we knew what we knew now, hell, my ass would have stopped being stressing about being unemployed at the time and, you know, wrote that but, shit out. You know, but you just didn't you know. You just didn't know. It was the unknown. But at the same time, it was like, yo, that was a blessing because I could have been out here jobless. And, like, until they sent that little bit of stimulus money, I would have been out here SOL. Which, that shit didn't do shit. It didn't do nothing. That, that would have been a to pay my rent. That I would have been SOL. Either. That was, couldn't pay our rent now. No, not now, but at the time, you know, we was we would have been SOL. It was just like SOL. I would have been sitting there, no job, if I didn't get hired and had just got to that new job. Like, so I'm grateful for, you know, parts I mean, we of can what acknowledge our blessings. Like, I we are okay. We are part of the group that was extremely blessed, and I we can acknowledge that, but at the same time, be critical of the shit after because, like, I don't think people should ever feel ashamed for acknowledging your blessings, but also still being okay with being That's it. like. Because after that, I had to. I got. I was there for. I was home for six weeks, and I got sent right back in the midst of it. So it was mm-hmm. like, yo, what the fuck? So every day you're taking a risk yeah. to go make your coin because yeah. you need the coin to survive. And I needed the job because mm-hmm. the other two at the time couldn't do nothing for me. Couldn't do nothing. So like, they and were, even when they could do something for you, it was under once again like dangerous risk. Like mm-hmm. and because of and because of their circumstances, one of them could my main one couldn't even be open. Mm-hmm. So like they didn't open up until August September. I would have been out of a job. I mean the service industry for Mar- Yeah, I would have been out of job for March until August when they mm-hmm. opened up again. So where was that money going? And then they cut off unemployment. I would have been out here SOL. So I'm grateful that I even had the job yeah. that was good enough to be like, look, yeah, we're gonna limit how much y'all gonna be able to do here. But yeah, you're gonna get paid. You got the job. So I'm grateful for that side. Yeah. But on the other side, the mental shit that I had to go through and the mental shit that we had to deal with this year outweighs that. Oh yeah. It was so hard to perform your job while the world is literally burning the fuck down. You're feeling pulled. You wanna show up for your motherfucking people because you're tired. And this is what you do, but you can't because you gotta go dance for capitalism. Like it's was And life still ain't stopped in the middle of this. So you still dealing with your personal shit on top of like I ain't trying to go to fucking work right now. I don't want to. And then you got people who don't believe in COVID. People who do. And I got to deal with your ass over here talking about who gives a shit about COVID. Don't talk to me. It was stressful. The election. Then we had the Oh God. Then we didn't even get into that. But we can close on that if you want. But like then you get into election season. You think I'm gonna end mental health on the (laughs) election? That, that shit was stressful. I mean, there's nothing to really say about it other than if you are a Georgia resident who listens to our podcast, please, 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 if you're not registered to vote, please register to vote. Please. We have a runoff election that will early voting early voting starts December 14th. So get registered because just please, <laughs> like that. We just got to do what we got to do. Yep. We need this last one. Let's finish it out. Cause Let's like, just finish it out. Cause we did our thing in Georgia this year. Okay, we and I just I, I've never felt prouder to live in this 
motherfucking states because I just never thought it would go blue. I'm just gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. I knew where I lived would be blue, but the knowing that the whole that's just wild to me and and just beautiful actually. Mm-hmm. And it's not because like oh my god I think the Democratic Party saves a bitch. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I can see the politics shifting. Therefore, the focus and the care is shifting, yeah. and it just happens to align with blue at this moment. Right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But yeah, I mean. So, if you've been struggling, feeling like sometimes, like, you just have been pulled, you've been overwhelmed, you've been, you're not alone. I know that's like, of course I'm not alone, but sometimes a lot of people have been feeling isolated and alone. And I just want y'all to know, like, you're not alone. That's real. Especially during the pandemic. Never be afraid to ask for help because it doesn't, I know... And I've said this before, but therapy isn't always sitting there talking to someone across a couch or through a computer. It can be various different forms. Find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Whether you need spiritual Reiki healing or things, whatever actually works for you and gets you through in a healthy way, then do it. Don't beat yourself up because those pants don't fit, girl, mm-hmm. man, sir, ladies, they. Don't be. Mm-hmm. Don't be mad because it happens. Yep. We. Okay the gym they didn't say was one of the highest places to get it so i can understand if you say i'm trying to be safe and next thing you know your pants don't fit mine don't fit either i'm just gonna be honest my <laughs> pants do not fit anymore and i now have to go get some bigger pants and i learned that from eat pray love when she just was sitting there just eating the pasta so said, you know what fuck it i'll just get some bigger pants and sometimes you just gotta get bigger pants and rock it who's still in my sweats <laughs> yeah the moral of the story is like <laughs> Be kind to yourself. I know the holiday season's coming up. I know it's going to probably look different for a lot of y'all. And some of y'all might not look different because you're just like, I got to do what I have to do for me and my family and to show love and fine. Just get tested before, get tested after. Get tested, y'all. If you've never been tested, please just do it. I'm telling y'all, it's not bad. It's really not bad at all. Even if it ain't for you, for the next person, man. Do it for the next person. Wear your mask. But also do it for you. To make sure you good. I mean, on some real stuff because, like... It's not that bad. Just do it because it, it, it's just... I don't know, y'all. I guess it, do it because if you're a religious person, then you believe in being a good person. Mm-hmm. You believe in you're helping the next man. So do it because of that. If you're a person who's um, economics, well, can't nobody fucking go to work or perform if we're all dead? <laughs> Ain't no money gonna be made then. Simple as so, you know, wear a mask. If you are a health expert, obviously you... Salute, salute. Because y'all are just the best. Front line, line for real. And even if you're a non-believer, like, it doesn't exist. It doesn't whatever. You know, you should just wear one anyway, too. Just so that you can live to tell people you all were liars. It didn't exist. That's what I'm saying. You know? That's it. On that. Like, yeah, there you go. So... (laughs) I just want to make sure that we wrap up this check-in episode, which for a check-in episode is probably still longer, like a regular episode, but no. And just wanted to check in with y'all, wanted y'all to know what was going on with us, wanted to honor someone great, wanted to talk about, you know, different topics and things that um, our listeners have submitted. We'll continue to do this. Keep, um, keep giving us more, you know, some feedback. We yeah, we didn't we even get it. a chance to cover all the topics that were sent to us. So we many. Just, really appreciate y'all we appreciate anytime someone shares our podcast we appreciate anytime anyone tunes in we appreciate the fact that 
I continuously see the numbers go up, and I try not to get caught up in numbers, but, like, damn, I'm actually kind of nervous that so many people listen to this, because I'm like, dang, y'all know all my business. <laughs> y'all probably be talking about me in y'all group chats. It's That's fine. True. I welcome it. I'm all for holding. I, like, I'm... such thing as bad press, cuz. <laughs> At all. You know. Right? But, you know, we just, you know. but we just really, really, really appreciate, appreciate you, and we hope that you stay safe and sane. Yeah, you know, it was a, it was a good cast. So we're going to ride out. Oh, did we give the name? Oh, so. I don't think we, uh, uh, you, so, damn, that's so rude. We are so rude. So I'm going to tell y'all the name of the music that I keep playing throughout. Like the, it's Iron Rose, Hit My Line. Oh my God, Shout out to the family. Shout out to the Iron Rose family. They are dope. The music is dope. We love where it has gone. It will be in the um, description in the uh, in, in this on this podcast. When yeah. You see it. So make sure you click on the link. Go stream in. I mean, honestly, who don't just who just doesn't want to talk their shit? And I just love music that makes me feel like I'm that bitch. I'm that <laughs> hit my oh, bitch. The and the people that can actually rap. Yeah, with <laughs> beats that make me go. Hmm? Yeah, it's something you can play in the whip, you know, but no, right, to, especially but, here when we are often in traffic. Like, you just want something to make you. It's, it's yeah. this type of song that, like, when you leave in the club, hit my line. Yeah, it's hard, and, and and it's my family, so play it. I mean, because I said so. I don't even, that part don't even matter to me. I mean, no offense, y'all, but that, like, if you, that, if you were that, shitty, hey, I I'm wouldn't want to listen like, sometimes to it. it's just like, you know, and it's also, and yet that's a big part. Yeah, if it was trash, I'm, no. Yeah, like, I don't but even care about that they part. They never made trash music, so mm. if they, my fan man is cold, yeah, I'm going to plug it. That's what we do. We plug. I want to take a shot.